Blog Talk Radio. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk. How y'all doing out there? I hope everybody's having a great day. And, uh, oh, man, there's a lot to talk about. But you know what? I'm not going to just do all the talking today, I don't think. So I decided to make today an uh, open mic type of day. Yeah, so you can call me whatever, what's on your mind, and we can talk about it. It's just one of those days, you know. I've, man, y'all just don't know. But that's what we're going to be doing today. So, if you got anything before we really get into the show, you might as well go on and write it down. So, you can call in at 347-838-8622. You can also email me at ericletsletstalk at gmail.com. And don't forget our chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. So, those are all the ways you can participate in the show. And I do look forward to hearing from each and every one of you. I highly encourage it, actually. Because I want to know what you're thinking about what's going on in our great country 
today. I mean, because it's so much going on, man, I can't cover it all. And I actually had a whole lot of stuff written down. And, you know, as I got closer to the show, my mind went to working. I said, you know what, sometimes I just talk too much. So I want to hear what they have to say for a change. You know, give me some thoughts on what you're thinking about. So that's where we're going to be at today. And um, as I said before, I do hope that you call me in and give me some insight on what's going on. All right. But before we do, y'all know how we always do. We always bring you one or two songs before we get started, just to get your mind open and flowing a little bit. And I think I got a couple of good ones for you today. And, uh, yeah, so we're going to start off with Sounds of Blackness with Roger Trotman. I know a lot of y'all don't know who that is, but that's okay. I know who it is. So here's Hold On and Joy.
what I'm talking about right there. Something to make you feel good on this wonderful Monday afternoon. How y'all doing out there? This is I am Mr. Talk, and you're listening to Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. Oh, man. I tell you, I love that song right there. It just gives you a good feeling and make you think of some wonderful things. That's Mr. Jameson Ross, y'all. Mr. Jameson Ross. Hey, his songs are on YouTube. Uh, all the other um, sites you can listen to music. Hey, y'all check them out. That's my nephew. I ain't even know. But the boy can go. I tell you. I can tell you. <laughs> all right. Hey, I'm almost ready to play it again. I'm telling you, man, that song just gives you such a good feeling. And given the climate of the world, we need some good music to make you feel good because there's some crazy, crazy, craziness going on. The title of today's show is, What is Wrong With You? And, man, I'm telling you, I'm not just talking about the president. I'm not just talking about Congress. I'm talking about people in general. What the heck is wrong with y'all? I mean, with you. Woo! Because there's so much craziness going on. I, I, man, 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 man. <sighs> that's, you know what? Before I really get into it, you know, that's one reason why I didn't even do a show last week, man. I was so, I felt so heavy and, and, and for lack of a better word, depressed. You know, just thinking about the, the world in general and this country and, and where we are right now in this time. And, it is really, 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 really uh, a sad state of affairs right now. It really is. And I know we're going through some changes right now. But my question is, you know, are we really going through changes or are we just going through the motions? You know, I, I think that is is the question that needs to be asked. Okay. It, it really is. Um, yeah, are we going through the motions, man? It, you know, I, I sit back and I, I check it out. I look at the, the circumstances. I look at the year, which is 2020. You know, we had this pandemic happening right now. Um, debates on whether schools should open. You have the administration pardoning or community sentences of known criminals, known even before the Russia investigation, even for even before all this other stuff. They're known to be criminals. Hey. <laughs> I mean, what else can be said? You know, we have an administration that that um, is only looking out for themselves. That's that's basically what it is. And to put the cherry on top, it's an election year. It's an election year. See, I think that's what a lot of people are are failing to to realize right now. This is an election year. We're in July right now. So, we August, September, October. The election is in November, basically three and a half months. Are we really expecting anything to change, change? Really? Are we really expecting anything to really change between now and then? Realistically, no. I'm not. I'm not. And, and that that is the that is what really uh, I want to say upset me. Because it's a lot going on, a lot being exposed, a lot being done. But at the same time, nothing is being done. You know, when you start talking about change, change is one of the hardest things to accept. I don't care on what level. Once you become used to the status quo of things being a certain way, it's hard. 
it is hard. Example, people uh, being asked to wear a mask. Why is that so hard? You go in the store, you go wherever you have to, you put your mask on. You get back in your car, you take the mask off. What is so hard about that? What What is so hard about that? See, it's the little things. See, a lot of people, they, they forget and they, they, they get to, to they, they think of the grand, grand gesture, but it's the little things. It's the little things, like saying thank you, hello, you know, listening, the little things. And as a nation, we we uh, are so accustomed to things being one way, it's hard for to accept change. Although there are some, if you were to have a conversation, that may have different points of view politically, religiously, or whatever, if you were to have sit down and have a conversation, it would say, yeah, change is needed. Now, they would say it's needed, but the question is, are they willing to do it? Are they willing to do it? And I, I'm not just talking about uh, the, the white community or white European, however you want to call it. I, I'm not talking about blacks, African-Americans. I'm talking about the world, this nation as a whole. No, we're so conditioned and to, to believe in what we believe and it's right no matter what that we don't want to change. We talk good games. I mean, we talk great games. We talk a great game. But when it's actually time to do something, there's nothing happening. There's nothing happening. And that is what's so irritating. That is That is what's so... So so wrong right now. Of course, you're gonna have politicians. I mean, I watch um, European soccer. Okay, I'm I'm a fan. I'm sorry, Premier League and all that. Even they're they're beginning to take knees before their games and things like that, wearing Black Lives Matter on the back of their jerseys. So it's a worldwide thing. But before you can change the world, you have to change your own self first. Before you change the country, you got to change your community. Before you change the community, you have to change the way you think, the way you act. See, you know, in the military, we call it the chain of command. That's what I'm going to call it, the chain of command. And it starts with you. It starts with you. Hence the problem, nobody wants to change themselves first. I don't know. But anyway, before I get any further into what I'm talking about, because I have no idea what I'm talking about right now, um, the show today is open mic, so if you got something you want to talk about, bring it, bring it. The show belongs to you today. 347-838-8622 is the number. Um, chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash Mr. Talk. And you can hit me up on my email at ericletslettstalk at gmail.com. And if there's any other way you can um, contact me, hey, hit me up there too. If you don't want to, you know, call in and read that out, you know, have it said, and I say it for you. There's no problem. <laughs> okay, there's no problem. Hey, I had to get that out, right? Right. On day we ask you that you keep it uh, civil, you know, and, and you know none of that unnecessary profanity and things like that. You know, one time I even got criticized for saying I don't want any profanity on my show. They said I was trying to censor the internet. 
hmm, no, that's not what I'm trying to do. What I'm trying to do is have adult conversations. You can have a conversation without using profanity, every other word. You know, that, that's how I look at it. You know, that's how I was raised, and that's how I am. You know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but that's what I require on my show, so I'm just putting it out there, okay? All right. And, you know, I don't want to say it like this, but sometimes you just have to say it like it is. Uh, if you don't like it, oh, well, get over it. <laughs> that's all I'm going to say about that. But anyway, I see somebody want to come in and get the conversation started, so we're going to go ahead and bring them in and let's do this thing, y'all. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here and what you got for me? Mr. Top, what's good? Oh, my goodness. What's going on, man? It's been a minute. Oh, man. Just uh, thought of you the other day. Thought of you on Friday. Gave you a call. You wasn't doing the show. Um, and, uh, you know, just was checking in. I, I kind of I missed the discourse that we have over here, that we used to have <laughs> over here. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Mr. Beasley. No, oh, man. it was a good, it was a good combination of, you know, intelligent conversation with opinions, and you know, the fuckery, the argument, man. I dig that shit. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I'm sorry. I dig that stuff. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little older than you. I could be able to curse, but I'll try to watch my words. <laughs> Yeah, it's a little hard to let someone younger than me tell me what, what to say, but um, how's your show been going? Show has been going well. Show has been going well. Who, who still yeah. comes around from, from, from years ago? Uh, we basically still got the same crew. You know, they drop in and out. They drop in and out. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, it's basically but, uh, the same crew. You know what you got to do? Instead of getting anxiety and worried about all the crazy stuff in the world, you got to turn the news off, man. You got to turn the yeah. news off. You got to get quiet. I know that you pray, and you got to meditate, and you got to be thankful for where you are and where you could be. You know, you got to mm. give thanks. Very. My mother used to always say, "Count your blessings." And right, count your blessings. Right. You got to count your blessings. The, the 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 world, and I think we can agree that the powers that be, they control the world and this chaos. True I enough. don't know. I don't know if COVID is intentional or if they're pushing their agenda with an accident. Okay, and it's probably just an accident. Probably something that just happened. Um, but they don't have to control what you think about. Man, listen to some That's music, true. man. Listen to some music. Find a way find something to be happy about. Don't let that stuff don't let that stuff get you into a funk. Don't let that stuff get you into a funk. Because it will get you into a funk. And that's being a news junkie like we all are. I haven't watched. I watch the news rarely. Rarely, the 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 news is depressing. It's saturated with COVID. Um, just got to be thankful. Got to be thankful for what you got, like the man said. You know. Yeah. That's yeah. How, you that's know how what? I get by. I agree. 
I agree with you. And uh, actually, you said that, and I didn't watch any news all weekend. I I was like, nope, not doing it. You know, because I have a habit that, like you say, I watch. Oh man, I watch all kind of news shows. You know, trying to get information for the show. You know, reading and you know, and, and what I've realized is, you're right. You got to turn it off. You really do. You have to turn it off. And um, I, I'm beginning to do that a little bit more. You know, sometimes you got to do it 100. percent You got to do know, it for a long time. Yeah, yeah. But you got to do it for a long time. I glance through Google News, see what's going on. You got to get off the news because it's bad enough that they control everything that's going on around you, whoever they are. But when they when they start controlling what you think about, then it's real bad news. And let them control everyone else's thoughts. But when they start controlling your thoughts, mm-hmm. like they do with the majority of people, then I mm-hmm. think that, then I think that you're 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 almost, you're almost defeated. You become a pawn, and I know that you're a thinker, and and, and try to think through things. But um, correct. It's the way that I see it. And, and you know That's what though, I and I agree it. with you. I, I agree with you, Beasley. I, I really do. Um, and my mental and health uh-huh. is better than a lot of people's because <laughs> I practice what I preach. Right. Right. I practice what I preach. See, that, that that is a great thing right there. Well, thank you for the words of encouragement, Beasley. I appreciate it. You know, since Seriously? I got you on here, I, I know. I, I'm serious. I, I'm being as serious as I can. You're right. Right. You're right. Um, but let's talk about something here real quick. Sure. You know, being a being a very astute individual as you are, tell me what That's you think you. about them reopen um, reopening these schools. You know, I just got a thing said Los Angeles and San Diego counties. You know, they're going strictly online right now for this schools um, opening. But, you know, the president and the boss wants to open schools back up so kids will be going in. What you think about that? Is that a good move? Or yeah, in, your big method, in your big in your hot spots, in your yeah. hot spots, you can't do it. You just cannot do it. You know, maybe online schooling is the way, is the thing of the future. Um, you know, I don't think it's a good idea. But I, reopening, obviously, isn't a good idea. But if it comes down to losing 500,000 people, 600,000 people, or the majority of us being able to have a functional economy or a somewhat functional economy, that's the type of decision that gets made at the top, and it's called collateral damage. If if, Mm. if 500,000 or 750,000, and they, they don't talk figures like that, but that's what could happen. If mm-hmm. they have to die in order for everyone else to live, you're, you're, you're a serviceman. You know that, you know that the military, when, in, in, during engagements, they make decisions like that. Right. You're right. You know? You're right. And, 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 and it's that's what you said, collateral damage. And, that's what, and, and, and they have to reopen. They have to reopen or try to reopen. The problem is, what is that when the, the the hospitals become overburdened and crowded? That's the problem. That's the real problem. Mm. In fact, yeah. before before last week, I didn't know anyone that had it, and I know people that know people. Just recently, I found out one of my 
childhood friends from junior high school uh, has it, is in the hospital, in, in horrible pain, and someone mm-hmm. else isn't doing well. Uh, a, mm-hmm. a cousin's a cousin's cousin's husband. But before that, I didn't know anyone that had it or knew anyone that knew anyone. So, mm-hmm. um, does that change? Um, does that change the the, your, the way you think about it? Once you, you you begin to people that you know begin to have it, does that change your uh, thought process as far as whether? You know, it's serious or not. I've taken it seriously from day one. I'm quarantined. I don't like going out. I'll go out and get my groceries, get my gas. I'm not hanging out around people. I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm keeping. I'm keeping my distance as best as I can. I wear the mask even though I can't breathe. I'm, I'm about your age, and I'm a big dude like you. We can't afford to get that. Yeah. You know, you're right about that. You're right about we that. Can't afford to, we can't afford to get that. You probably got high blood pressure. I got high blood pressure. You know, we can't afford to get that. You got a son to look after, and plus, you know, you got some more years left in you. So I don't, I'm not taking it. And plus, it's a miserable way to go. Mm. It's a miserable way to go. It's one thing if you die in your sleep. It's another thing if you get hit by a truck um, mm. or have a heart attack, which, can't, which probably is not that nice either. But to die slowly... With this fluid oh. rising in your lungs and shutting your organs down where you can't mm. breathe, man, that mm. ain't, can't be nothing nice. And there's nothing they can do for you. Mm. Yeah. You know, when you put it like that, Beasley, good Lord, you are absolutely I correct. That's, just, that's the truth. <laughs> that's how people die. <sighs> wow. There's people yeah. on other yeah. platforms that, that work mm. as um, nurses. And they're reporting. It's like, yeah, these people are these people are dying in here, and we can just give them morphine because because there's nothing we can do for them. Do I want that to be me? Oh heck, no. Stay away. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I keep... yeah. Hmm. You're right. You're absolutely but, uh, right. I, I think I think it's serious. Has it changed my perspective? No, it's it's real. In fact, somebody got close to me the other day and gave me a hug, and I just wanted to say, you know, please don't do that. But I squirmed away <laughs> from him. Mm. Mm. I'm taking it very seriously. Mm. Okay. Very, very, you know, very, very, very seriously. You know, I, I, I think when it first came out, a lot of people were buying into the, to the you know, the, the noise that this is not real. It's just. Uh, a ploy, you know, um, I guess believing what the administration was putting out, or it's just politically done, and, you know, I'm like, okay, whatever. I think a lot of people are beginning to change their mind a little bit now, because in some cases, it's hitting home now, you know, where a lot more people are coming up positive, or actually getting, you know, like I say, going into the hospital, and some of them are actually dying, and I think a lot of people are beginning to change their thought process on it, you know. You know, a place like Blog Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. Now I don't come around Blog Talk too much anymore. I'm on YouTube doing whatever I'm okay. doing. Mm. And if you remember Blog Talk Radio over the years, there were there was one theory. We won't call them conspiracy theories that never came in. That never happened. Okay, they didn't round everybody up into FEMA camps yet. <laughs> okay, yet, <laughs> right? Yet, you know that that they. The, those missiles, those missiles that the electronic grid hasn't collapsed and fallen yet. 
There, there mm-hmm. hasn't been this huge war with Syria and Iran. Everything that these people were saying, you know, hasn't come into play, and it's been years. So, I mean, I don't think anybody can predict the future, but a lot of those things that people talked about and swore on didn't happen. Those, Remember the missiles? Remember the missiles right. that they were moving, the nuclear missiles they were moving from Texas to South Carolina? And they I were going to fire that. them or put them on something. And, you know, that didn't happen. Right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, a lot of stuff didn't happen. That Excuse is me the, one minute. Let me take this call, okay? Can you put me on hold? Call. I put sure can. All, right, All right, thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. We want to thank Mr. Beasley. You know, I haven't heard that voice in a while. It's good to hear. You know, sometimes it's good to hear people you haven't heard in a long time. You know, and Beasley is, is you know, he's a long-time listener, participate, participant in the show. And, you know, a hey, very smart guy. So I love listening to him. All right, y'all. So anybody else out there, 347-838-8622 is the number. All right. Um, but as I, the question I put out there, how about how about um, reopening schools? Y'all think that's a good idea? You know, shoot me an email, send me a text, or however you want to do it. To answer the question if you want to. You think that's a good idea? And I think Beasley hit hit on something that's very important. And I, I mentioned this in one of my previous shows when they were talking about reopening the country. Um, it's not about the health anymore. It's not about the health of, of the citizens anymore. It's about the economy and getting the money money going. Yeah, that's what all, all it's about. You remember about what March, April? When gas prices were dropping and um, the, the stock market was dropping and everybody was losing their mind, you know, and, and the, the rich folk were losing their mind, that's when everything was shut down. Everybody was quarantining at home and so forth and so on. And now look what has happened. You know, just opened it a little bit, just enough. And gas prices are going back up now. Stock market, you know, is having this moment. But it's all about opening the economy. And I think that's the same thing with schools right now. We're trying to get these schools open. It's more about bringing money in than it is about the help of the children or, or the teachers. You know, here where I am, they have this, this grand plan where desks have to be so far apart. And, you know, the students, one set of students go one day, the other set of students go the next day. And, you know, you got to get your temperature checked and, all, all this precautionary stuff, but wouldn't it be easier just to continue the online schooling as it was done um, when when everybody had stay at home orders? I'm not gonna say orders, but stay at home. Well, they were orders in some places. So I mean, wouldn't it be easier to continue that? Wouldn't it be easy, easier? I guess yes and no. And here's why I'm saying this. Okay, yes, it would be easier. However, so now, listen to a briefing earlier today from the White House, Mackie Danny, whatever her name is. And, you know, she brought, she brought up, you know, about the views at school that only kids, some kids get during the day. Okay, I understand that. I understand that. But just like everything else, things can be arranged to take care of those children. It, it really can. Um, 
But what about the parents that, that can't afford to have the kids home because they really don't have uh, anyone to stay there and, and look out for them while they're home? So if they can't, if they can't find anyone to watch the kids while the kids are at home, that means they can't go to work. They can't go to work. They don't make any money. You, you see, you have to start weighing this. You have to weigh it both ways, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And that is why it becomes so difficult. That's why it becomes so difficult. And then you, you, you just start thinking. <laughs> I guess that's why you have to get away from it. Because you have to start thinking. Now, being that my son, you know, he's about out of school. Well, yeah, I'm still worried about him going going back. And I know he's healthy as a mule, okay? But I'm still worried about him going back. Because I don't really understand know what he'll be walking into. No, of course, kids, you know, most kids, they don't, you know, they're like, yeah, I want to go back because I miss my friends. I miss the band. I miss playing football. I miss playing back, so forth and so on. So, you know, how do you weigh? How do you weigh both of those 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 um, things? How do you weigh? Legitimately, how do you weigh those those things? And I, I think that is a discussion that still need needs to be had. Not just yeah, if you don't open your schools, we're gonna take funding from you. That's that's no way of doing it. Because that's just showing, if for those that you know are really looking at what's going on, it's not about the health of the children. It is more about, or the teachers, it's more about the health of the economic system in this country. Economics. Now, I may be wrong. I may be a little off base, but I don't think so. I don't think so. I, and I really believe every decision that has been made so far, as far as this pandemic, has been based on economics, not the health of the citizens. Because as Beasley said, you know, and as this administration has proven, the loss of a life is basically collateral damage. You know, anytime you hear breathing, the first thing they start yelling, well, since we're doing more testing, we have tested more than anybody else in the world. We're going to have more cases. <clears throat> well, duh. That kind of, yeah. But should you overlook that point that you're getting more cases? Just because you're doing more Texas tests? Tests? No, you shouldn't. That, that, that should tell you more about why you shouldn't be doing something. But we know this is an election year. This is an election year. And the Trump campaign basically was going to run on the economy. Okay? That they built the best economy that the United States have ever seen. And, you know, the economy is great. The country is doing wonderful, so forth and so on. Now, here we are three and a half months out. You can't use that anymore. Can't use it. So let's force them to open up schools. Let's force them to open up this. Let's force them to do this. That way they're out making money. They make money. They're spending money. Spend money, economy grows. 
simple. It's simple. But does that make it right? I don't think so. I personally don't think so. But then again, I'm just one person. Excuse me. I'm just one person when it comes to to that, 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 that thought process right there. You know, and if you're paying attention to what's going on, if you notice as we get closer to the election, you have um, this administration beginning to go back to the old, the old ways. You know, it was amazing as when this pandemic first started, you know, everybody was in support of, of the protests. Everybody was supportive of, you know, Black Lives Matter. But as we get closer closer to to the election, you notice it's now they're satisfied the base. Let's satisfy the base. Let's have these so-called makeup conferences that we'll broadcast on television where we have a certain amount of people, certain people on there, you know, that's going to say how great the, the, the president and vice president is doing and so forth and so on, although numbers do not indicate that they're doing a great job. Not to mention the Democratic, the other side of the House as well, because they're not doing such a great job either. I do because a lot of their seats are up for grabs as well. And my personal opinion is they're doing just enough to satisfy who they think their um, important board voters are going to be for the November election. So why am I telling you all this? Simple. I'm telling you all this to say don't be blinded by this false camaraderie that is going on right now because I really don't believe anything is going to change. Yes. We know they're marching. We know they're, you know, people are, I mean, you know, city councils are coming up with certain legislation. They want to defund this and they want to do this and they're coming up with this. But until any of it is law and any of it actually happens, it's just rhetoric. It's just talk. Because as I said, opening the show, change is hard to itself, especially when you have been benefiting from the status quo for so long. Yeah, they're talking things being done like statues being taken down. Okay. Okay. So, I mean, that happened the last time something big went on and we then there was marching and protesting. Statues were taken down then. However, besides that, what else happened? What else went on besides that? Huh? What else went on besides that? <laughs> See, this is what I'm talking about. See, this, this is, I just got a text to say, hi, Eric, I'm Bob with Beto's new group. Powered by people as a Texas voter, who will you be supporting for president? That, that's a test that it was sent to me. See, you know what I mean? Not what are your ideas for change, not what do you think needs to be changed in the country. Who are you voting for for president? That's all that matters. That is all that matters. 
if that's all he is not even running for president or anything else. <laughs> but you're getting you're getting uh, text messages like that. But I'm gonna say this, and I as I say it often during our show. I'm gonna say it again. Everybody is concentrating on the presidency. Okay, let's remember. These guys are only in office for eight years at the max. Eight years. That's it. Eight. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Two terms. Congress. Congress. They stay in as long as you keep voting them in until they retire. And that's why I say you have to pay attention to who's running for your state to represent you in Congress. You have to. Because those are the ones that, that, that basically control everything. Believe it or not, they control everything. They control where the money goes. They control the laws that's made. But if you listen to the distractors and what have you, they tell you, well, no, it's all at the presidency. That's a, no. No. Why haven't anything been done in the last, what, 12 years? Last 12 years? Because you have those old, the old guard still in Congress that's only going to allow so much to happen. And that is whatever makes their pockets fatter. It's time for some new blood in Congress. We know sometimes some new blood is 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. We know that. But there's time for new blood in Congress as well. And that's what you have to pay attention to. Vote.org, I think it is. That's a website. Once you, it gets closer to your election time, you can go online, put that in your search bar, and put your state your zip code in, and you tell it'll tell you everybody that's running in your county, state, or what have you for office. That's one way you can find out. Because a lot of people tell you, I don't even know who's running for Congress. I don't even know who's up seats up for for re-election. Because your local news outlets, they're not going to tell you unless you just happen to see an a, a ad or something. And the only thing you'll do is remember a name. You don't know what they're running on, know what their record is. If they were a city councilman, they were the governor, you don't know what they're running on because you just know the name. Oh, yeah, I remember that name. Let me check that. Yeah. So we have to educate ourselves. That's one way we can um, make change. And don't forget your local elections, your city councilmen, your aldermen, your mayors. Yeah, you can do it there as well. It just takes a little time. You know, some of that time y'all out there looking on eBay, Amazon, you know, seeing what um, Will and Jada talk about, they extramarital affairs. You know, like we really care, but some of y'all do. I don't. 
know, you can take the time to find out who's vying to represent you. Yeah. Find out an email address. Email them some questions. See if they get back with you. That's what I've done. It's easy to do. Just takes a little time. You know, not that much, but just a little bit. Just a little bit of time. Because my firm belief is if you don't change what's going on in Congress, it is irrelevant what's going on in the White House. Now, <laughs> we know right now this administration is being very hard on immigrants. You know, I was just reading earlier today where foreign um, reporters that's a part of uh, what is it, um, American News Network. Um, they're not having their work visas renewed, so eventually they're going to be sent home. Foreign students, they say they can't come back to school in the United States right now. You know, so you have a, a, a separatist type of attitude going on right now, and nobody's nobody's saying anything about it. Nobody say anything about it. Because we caught up in Black Lives Matter. You know, and of course the opposite to Black Lives Matter is all lives matter. And then all lives matter. Then you got transgender lives matter. Then you got blue lives matter. You see how it starts out one way and then slowly gets divided up, divided up to where the initial Issue is no longer the main issue. And I'm not talking about the White House. I'm talking about from regular citizens. It always happens. Because no one wants to see that change. No one wants to see that change. Nobody wants to think about change because we're all happy. We're all happy the way it is. Status quo. Until you see another video, then you're upset. Well, don't be upset then. Because when you had the opportunity to change it, you didn't. That's it. It's just that simple. Change doesn't happen overnight. And I think that's another thing everybody fails to realize. Change does not happen overnight. It takes time. Persistence, energy, focus. You know, calling calling officers out their name is not going to help anything. Trying to provoke one so you can get a, on, on uh, make a YouTube video and, and be popular for a few minutes, maybe get a little change, you know, from suing. That's not going to do anything. You know, I know y'all seen the rash of people pulling guns on on each other, you know, getting in fights, yelling at each other for not having on a mask. That's just opposition to change. That's what it is, opposition to change.
you know, you're not going to change everybody. Everybody's not going to look at anything in a different way. Not because they don't want to. Because they don't know how to. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hope it does. It makes a little bit of sense. All right, so as I said before, it's open mic. So if you want to call in with any ideas, anything you want to talk about, 347-838-8622 is the number. Email is ericletsletstalk at gmail.com, okay? But, yeah, change is, is just crazy. Change is, is one of the hardest things to, to make happen. I mean, think about it in your own lives. Think about how some of you out there said, well, you know what? This year, I'm a little overweight, so I think I'm going to start working out. Yeah. So you start, you may go one or two days or maybe a month at the most. Then eventually you fall right back into the old routine. You know, stop finding excuses for not doing your workout. It's the same thing, just on a bigger scale, bigger scale. And I do believe that's another, that is another form of um, quelling, quelling the, the protest is by opening up the economy so people have to go back to work. <laughs> if people got to go to work, they're not worrying about marching or anything, right? No. So if they go back to work, that means they, they're going to fall right back into their own same routine, correct? Then they forget about change. 345, I see you. Thank you for hanging out. Um, I mean, so let's think about this. Change is the hardest thing anyone can do. Personally, Locally, nationally, worldly, change. Because it's embedded in us to fight it. If we don't agree with it, we have to fight it. It's also embedded us to, to prove that our way is the right way. We're not worried about what you think. You can come up, your ideas can be great. To be great, but because I have, I've had my idea, and I have done this for so many years this way, and it has worked. Nobody has complained to now. That's the way it's going to be. We won't listen to each other. We won't. We won't listen to each other. Hmm. That's that's amazing. So don't expect change overnight. Don't expect it within the next three and a half months. Okay? Don't expect that. Because it's not going to happen. Not nationally anyway. Not nationally. Because it's a battle. It is. It's a battle. All right, y'all, I got to take a short break here. But we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. Don't forget, this is Open Mic Today. So 347-838-8622 is the number. So if there's anything you want to talk to me about, don't feel, uh, feel free to call in and uh, we can hang it out. All right, we'll play y'all some uh, 
Isley Brothers here for a moment, and I'll be right back. Enjoy.
welcome back to the show. Those guys and brothers with a whole classic, Harvest for the World. Wonderful song, wonderful song. All right. So, as I was saying before, today is open mic. So, if you got anything you want to talk about, today is your day to let me know. Let me hear. Let everybody else hear it, okay? The number is 347 838 8622. Open mic. Uh, email me, Eric. Let's talk at gmail.com. And of course, chat room is open at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the talk. All right. So, and any other way, method you have of communicating with me, you're more than welcome to use that as well. And uh, we can talk about anything today, man, I tell you. As I was saying earlier in the show, the first half of the show, you know, I, sometimes I just, you know, the, the activities of the world just, you know, they get you down, man. Lack of saying depressed, you know, they just leave you in a bad mood, you know, shaking your head, trying to figure out what's going on. You know, and Beasley was on the show earlier, and he brought some good things. You know, sometimes you just have to get away, you know, just get away from it all, whether it's through music, meditation, prayer, you know, whatever is your method. You just have to get away. Stop watching certain things. <laughs> and I agree with him 100%. Mine is music. You know, I'm telling you straight up, mine is music. Um, yeah, mine is music. So, but, yeah, that's... That's where we are on this show today, and right now we're talking about change, and you know, which is one of the hardest things for an individual to accept. Let alone talking about a country, a nation, a state, a city. Change, change, change. You know, although although it's it's um, change is something that happens. How can I say it? Automatically, I guess you can say, and slowly but surely, it happens. I mean, think about, you know, some of us that, you know, grew up in the 70s. Now, look at where we are today as far as technology compared to where we were back in the 70s. Some even from the 90s. You know, look at where you are now compared to then. All right, let's be honest. Back in the 70s, we didn't have no cell phones. If you had a cell phone, which really wasn't a tiny thing, it was like a bag and a big old phone, you know, you considered it in the money. You, you were balling back then, Right? And, and man, look, he's just trying to show out. He ain't talking to nobody. Remember things like that being said? I do. I do. Now look at us now. Everybody has a cell phone, little tiny phone that you can walk. You can't. If you were to leave home and leave that phone at home, some of you actually turn back around and go and get that phone because you feel it has to be with you twenty four seven. But that didn't happen overnight, did it? No, it didn't. It happened over time through a, a period of steps that had to be taken before we got to this point. Thus, thus, why is everybody expecting uh, change with, with racism and uh, political corruptness to happen overnight? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. That's, but that is not to say to stop fighting fighting for it. That's not to say to just give up and say, oh, well, when it happens, it happens. No, 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 no. Don't do that. However, what I am saying is don't expect it to happen overnight. And I think what is really going on right now with a lot of this protesting, you know, everybody is demanding, 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 but everybody's demanding something separate. Nobody's, there's no one focused 
um, um, idea right now as far as what they want changed. No, every faction in every part of the country has a different thing they won't change. Now, am I saying that's a bad thing? No. However, I think it needs to be uh, more uh, more concerted effort to be combine some of these 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 wants and and beliefs and work toward. Uh, a central idea than trying to get all these little things done at one time because that makes it harder. There's no cohesiveness. That was a hard word today. (laughs) Yeah. So when you think of change, that's what I'm talking about. Change is something that has to be worked at. It has to be you can't be in it for the short short haul. You know, as I said before, it's not gonna happen overnight. It's not gonna happen within one or two days. It's not gonna it's not gonna do it. Not gonna happen. Tear down a statue, okay, that's too easy. But has that really changed anything? If you look at today's environment in this country, no, it just has inflamed um things even more. Because you have those that say, well, you keep talking about your heritage and your culture, but these statues represent ours. Why are you tearing them down? Now, in a roundabout way, that's a legitimate argument. It is. It's a legitimate argument. <laughs> Some of us may not want to admit it, but it is. But what does it mean for the big picture? What is the big picture? You know, you keep saying equality, equality. Remember a long time ago I was saying, you know, fine, if you want to be equal, fine, be equal. I want to be better. I want to be better. Now, when I say I want to be better, does that mean I want to be put in a position to where I'm looking down on you? No. No, I'm not saying that. I'm not saying what I am saying is I want to reach my full potential. Okay? If that means stepping over you, fine. I'm stepping over you. I'm not I'm not looking back down with my nose up. But that's all part of change. But nobody wants to sit down and have a conversation. Nobody wants to sit down and really listen to the other side because everybody dug in, like in a foxhole. And they ready to defend their points of view and their way of life to the death. To the death. Yes, we know there are problems with law enforcement. We know this. We also know that there are times um, when all law enforcement is called out when they're, they're there and they really can't handle the situation because they're not trained to handle a situation. You know, I remember an episode of Blue Blood, and officers got called got called out, and this young lady, she had a knife. She had just stabbed her, her father in the arm, and she wasn't really trying to hurt him. She just didn't want 
the people to come and take her. Okay. Um, so the officers got called out, and you have this one set of officers there. They have their gun, gun their, their weapons out, and they're calling, you know, put your weapon, put your knife down, blah, 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 blah. And she's explaining, you know, I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt nobody. You know, her dad's trying to explain she didn't mean to hurt me. She has a mental issue problem, so forth and so on. And they, they're ready to light up. They are. Then uh, another officer show up, and he knew the girl. So he actually, <laughs> see, and this is this this what brought me to the defunding the police. This is what's what they're meaning. You know, this one officer showed up and he knew the girl. Okay, he knew her condition. So he was trying to explain to the other officers, look, this is what is wrong with her. She's not harmful, she's not a criminal, she just has a mental illness, and let me talk to her. You know, I can I can calm her down. You know, the other officers, no, tell her put the knife down first. Tell her put the knife down first. You know, I mean, they're they're ready to light her up. And she was the move in the night she had one wrong way, they were gonna fire on her. The the long story short is the other cop he finally went over, he talked to her, she put the knife down, everything was fine. But that is one of the the, the, the objectives of what people are saying when they say defund the police department. You know, instead of just always giving money to have them pick up military equipment, train them for military tactics or whatever. You know, put some of that money in short trainings to recognize mental illness, how to handle situations like that. Not just to go out and be ready to light someone up, whether it's with a taser or, or your weapon. It, I mean, it's not, yeah, it's not, that's not what, it, what, what defunding the police is about. But of course, when you're talking about change such as defunding the police, only thing most people are going to talk about is defund the police. That means let's just take all the money. Let's just get rid of the police department. No, that's not going to happen, people. That's not going to happen. And some of the same ones that are yelling defund the police are some of the same ones that call the police there they something go wrong. Imagine that. But when you talk about defund the police, take some of that money that, you know, the $5. Million that one police department got and take it and put it toward Mental training, mental health training. You know, hire some officers to. That's just what they do when there's a mental health um call comes in. That's who goes out to that scene. They, it, the things can be done, but nobody's willing to sit down and listen and present ideas such as this. You just use a big general thing, defund the police, and everybody gets up. In one side, no, we're not taking money. You need the police. Do you get the other side? Yes, take their money. Da, da, da. But nobody's listening. Nobody's listening, though. One of the biggest flaws we have as humans, we don't listen. We, won't, we don't want to listen because we, we get in our ruts. We get happy with the status quo, and that's what we want. That is what we want. We don't care about anything else. I don't care about what you think. I say defund the police, that's it. We're going to march until you defund the police. We're going to march to every Confederate statue is knocked down, taken down, put away. 
although they just take them and put them in a museum somewhere. <laughs> change. Change is hard. It is. Change is very hard. And we don't want to, we, we, we fight change. We fight it. Sometimes we don't even know why we fight it. We just fight it because that's what the majority say we should do. And yeah. But eventually things are going to change. Now, whether it's for the better or worse, who knows? But things are going to change. But you can't do it unless you start with yourself, of course. You know, that's all I can say about that. But you have to, you have to have an open mind in order to to either um, entertain change. You do. Three four seven eight three eight. Oh my bad. Eight. Oh three four seven. Eight three eight eight six two two is the number. Um, today is open mic, so if there's something you want to talk about besides what I'm talking about, or you want to comment on anything I have said so far, you can call in and um, you can have your time on the mic. I have no problem with that today because I hadn't planned to talk a lot, but uh, it's up to you. Um, you can hit me up at ericletstalk at gmail.com, okay, or any other way you have of uh, communicating with me. Feel free to do that as well. Um, we're just talking today. We're just having a conversation today. Right now, we're talking about change, man, um, because we see it happening, but I think our expectations are a little higher than they should be at this moment um, because we have been, I'm not going to say bamboozled, but look, we, we, we fail to recognize the time of the, the year it is. And what is really going on? Um, so everyone is going to be uh, saying yes and and getting on certain votes because it is an election year. And of course, we know when they want your votes, they will tell you anything. They will tell you anything because that's what they do. And when I say they, I mean the politicians locally, from local to national, nationally. That's what they do. We know this. We know this. You know, think about it. The, uh, remember when, when uh, members of the House, they had the little briefing and they had the little African cloth on? Y'all remember that? Yeah. Solidarity. Yeah, we for change. Yeah, well, we see where that is right now. Right? Still stuck. No, yeah, legislation has been introduced, but that's all that has been done right now. Introduced because one side not don't, don't want to talk about um, um, getting rid of police immunity. The other side said, "Well, unless you talk about that, we're not talking about anything else." So what does that mean? You're at a stalemate, and each side is blaming each other. The Republicans blaming. The Democrats, Democrats blaming the Republicans. The president, he just don't care. He's trying to feed his base every, every chance he gets. So, 
Why should we expect change anytime soon? It's unrealistic, y'all. I'm just going to put it out there. It's unrealistic. As I said before, not that it won't happen, but it's not going to happen immediately. I don't think it's going to happen this year. And that's where we are. That's where we are. Does that mean stop fighting? No. No. No, we can't stop fighting. But we have to fight smart. We have to understand the circumstances. We have to understand our enemy. We do. You know, they're saying be all in or get all out. There is no halfway. Can we say right now what we're going through is a growth period? That's an interesting thought thought process, isn't it? As a nation, we're beginning to go through another growth period. Uh, to where another generation is coming up and they're saying enough is enough. Now some say, now how can we be going through a growth here? Because the, the, the train of thought that used to be is no longer accepted. You know, uh, this younger generation, you know, even though some of us old time, uh, I'm not going to say old time ago, my goodness, some of us older individuals, seasoned individuals, Oh, we say, yeah, they not lost their minds. But you have to you have to admit, some of them are really um, doing their thing. And they won't change, you know, for the better. Not for the worse, for the better. And maybe we're not giving them enough credit. <laughs> huh. Yeah. We're not giving them enough credit. I don't know. You know, there's a quote that says, growth is painful, change is painful, but nothing is as painful as staying stuck somewhere you don't belong. Yeah, I don't know who said that quote, but that, that's a very interesting and powerful quote in itself. Now, I know there's the old argument, well, you know, Oh, they brought us over. We didn't really want to come. And they brought us da 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 da. And then you have some others out there saying, Well, if he don't like it in this country, go back where you belong. And thus the argument begins. What do you mean, go back where I don't belong? Go back to where I belong. Then you have the ones in the middle. Well, maybe you should go back, or maybe you should stay, depending on what you want. But once again, nobody's listening. Everybody is doing what they want to do. And... We aren't accomplishing anything. 
We're not. We're not accomplishing anything. Yet. I guess that's the quote. Yet. We're not accomplishing anything yet. This has been a very interesting year. I mean, it's, it's definitely one um, we will look back on later and either say a lot, a lot happened that was good, or a lot happened that just was completely, totally bad. Now, now maybe that'd be next year, five years down the line, ten years down the line. Who knows? But I think 2020. The year 2020 is going to be, a, it is going to be a historical one. It, I mean, if it's not already, with the pandemic, number one. <laughs> now, as Beasley said earlier, whether this thing was uh, a global plan or, you know, it was a mistake or what have you, we don't really know. You know the facts we the the, the the facts that we have been given. Well, I'm not even going to say facts. The details that we have been given has been so in between. You just have to um, make your own uh, decision on it. But what it has done is brought about some sort of change, beginning of change. I guess I should say. Some sort of beginning of change. What have we learned from this pandemic, from the year 2020? Well, we've learned that companies can um, survive with employees working from home. We've learned that. We also learned that Americans are very selfish. And on, on some rights, just downright dumb. Not like that was brand new, but hey, let's be honest. We also learned that there is still a great divide within this country on both sides, on all sides. You know, and that's another thing. You know, when when, when you get to talking about certain things, how come it's only divided into two parts? Have I thought about that? It's only divided into two parts, white and black. Yeah, but, yeah, but, you know, and that just that just hit me. It's always white versus black, or black versus white. That is that is a very interesting aspect right there. You never involved the Jewish community, right? The Indian community, the Asian community. Yeah, yeah some uh, uh, hop on board, but when when. Things first go wrong is always white versus black. And that's how everyone sees it. Why is that? Have we have we been conditioned to the point where that's all we see, white and black? We don't see anything else. And the conflict will always be between white and black. That's where that that is the, the, the place where change needs to happen the most, white versus black. 
Or should we require change, period, as human, human beings? So we, I mean, let's be honest. When you take off the skin, you're all, we all ribs and bones and, well, bones are ribs, but, you know, blood vessels and what have you. We're all the same color underneath. So why is there such a problem with the skin? The, 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 the tone of the, 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 skin, the color tone of my skin. Why is it always white versus black? Latinos, Hispanic. You know, yeah, they get included later on in the discussion. You know, they hop on board most of the time or they get thrown in. Once they that that's how they, you know they start complaining, but initially it's always white and black. You know, as I look at this piece of paper in front of me, the paper is white, but the writing is black. And they get along fine, <laughs> you know. It's just an interesting thought, isn't it? You know, you just think about so many things and, and the way they happen, and it just boggles the mind. It does. You know, I'm an avid bowler. I, I get my bowl on. I'm not even going to tell you. I know why I do. You know, I go to tournaments and across the, you know, all over the place. And one thing I have noticed, it, it really doesn't matter about what political thought, um, where you stand politically. It doesn't even matter, you know, where you live at. Because I've been in some places, I'll be like, oh, my goodness. You know, when you're bowling, you know, when we up against, we're bowling. We talk to each other. We laugh. We have fun. But then at the tournament, everybody get in their car and they go their separate ways. And if you notice a lot, any sporting event, it's the same way. If you're rooting for the same team, you're rooting for the same team. Concerts, the same way. You like the artist, you're all out there getting your jam on, getting your party on. So, from those examples, right? What happens in between that time? What changes? What changes? You know, you go for high-fiving the opposite of the people. You know, you know, you high-fiving, you're talking, yeah, did you see that run? Yeah, man. You see that shot? Yeah, blah, 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 blah. You're high-fiving, you're touching, you're hugging, you're having a good time. So you leave that stadium, the bowling alley, what have you. And all of a sudden, you can't get along with anybody. What is that? Is that being true to yourself? Or, now let's be honest, we know some people can fake do, do the fake thing. But are you really being true to yourself? Because that shows that you can actually get along with somebody different than what you are. 
what happened? So you get to the point to where you get to that point to where you all of a sudden you with your friends and no, you can't stand this group of people. This group we can't stand you. But y'all just the same ones sitting next to each other in a, in a, a, a baseball stadium, high-fiving and talking about the home run old boy just hit or the base somebody just stole. What happened? Where did that come from? So who are you? Do you even know? No. A lot of times we let our environment, we let um, our surroundings, you know, our who we consider our peers, our so-called heroes, influence us to do certain things, whether we want to or not. We let them take our individuality away so we can say that we are friends with these people. Because we view them as the top one of our our, our um, surrounding, and that's wrong. That's why I say change has to start with you. I mean, if you hang around somebody and you think what they their thought process is wrong or what they're doing is wrong, tell them. Tell them it's wrong. Explain to them the way you feel. There's only two things they can do. Let's be honest. They can listen to you, but they don't have to listen to you. But you have spoken your peace and your individuality. You are showing that you're not just a part of groupthink. You're not just a part of the crowd. You think individually. You look at things as they are put in front of you, not as somebody else wants you to be. Change, people, change. It's not, it's, it's hard. It is. Change is hard, especially individually. But it can happen. It just takes a little courage. Fly catch, welcome to the show. It takes a little courage. That's all. As some people say, call a spade a spade. You know, there's there's a saying say, a drunk man tell no lies. And I know we all got that one person, whether it's in our family or friend, that 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 you know ties one on and then starts telling everything. You know why? Because inhibitions are gone. Then. It doesn't matter whether they're trying to be a part of the group. It doesn't matter whether they're trying to save somebody's feelings. They just telling it like it is, because they they feel free. And that's how some of us need to be now. We need to go on and be free. Tell it like it is. That's the only way anything is going to change. But in the same, as I'm saying that, you have to understand, too, with that, once you get a response, you have to listen. You have to listen if they choose to respond. Maybe they tell you why they think the way they think, they feel. And then the two of you can work together to figure out something. <laughs> yeah. 
But most of us, if, if we get told off or somebody tell us something that we really don't like, although we know that is true, we get an attitude. I'm just not talking to them anymore. No, he just drunk. He don't know what he's talking about. Hmm. Imagine that. <laughs> Imagine that. But you expect everyone outside of your circle to change. One way or the other. But you're not willing to change yourself. You're not willing to listen to another side of the story. You're not uh, willing to listen to another person's explanation as to how they feel or why they feel the way they do. Because you're stuck in the mindset of, this is how I feel, this is what's going on, this is how I've lived my life, and this is the way I'm continuing to live my life. That's fine. Blackett says most people talk talk through emotions and not facts. That is a true statement. That's one of the issues that we have. (laughs) It's interesting, people. You know, um, it's interesting that that's the way it happens. That's the way it is. But we expect the world to change on those same emotions. That's a good one, Flacas. Thank you. You know, there's a saying, check your egos at the door. At the door. Yeah. Check your egos at the door. Check your negativity at the door. The only problem with that is too many of us have been indoctrinated and conditioned to bring it with us, no matter what. I'm going to this meeting, and I'm going to give them a piece of my mind because I don't like the way they're doing this. Even though it may be a good thing, you have already decided that you're not going to listen to anything that is presented because you don't like it. You have never liked it, and I'm not going to like it, even though it may be best, the best thing to happen. Because you already got your, you already got fired up. Temples, veins popping out the temples of your head, and you're just going to tell, you know, some of y'all done hit, you know, done took a shot before you left, or done, done hit a couple of blunts before you showed up. So you ready now. You you ready to do the thing. <laughs> yeah. And for you religious people, don't think y'all y'all immune either. Because some of y'all are the worst. Lord, give me strength to go ahead and tell these people that I, what they need to know. Let's be honest. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, Flycatch. Flycatch says, bottom line is mob rules, and that leads to nowhere. Exactly. Exactly. You know what? That reminds me Westerns. You ever watch them Westerns where they arrest one guy and put him in the town jail, and then all of a sudden there's a group out in front, but there's always one person 
that's speaking up getting the, the crowd riled up to go in and get this guy and the, the guy hanging because that's all they want to do. They want to hang him. One, one person, that's all it takes. And the rest will just follow because everybody is part of group think. That's, <laughs> that's a heck of a, a way of explaining it. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the way it is. That is, you know, I, I, there's no other way, no other way to explain it. Besides, you have to get out of that mindset. You have to get out of that mode. You you really do. Because with the, with, with, we will achieve nothing. 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 You know, Flacket says, group propels communism, especially among the white folks. Think. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like that's that is interesting. Propels communism, especially among the white folks. Think, yeah, anything that is deemed not normal propels white folks. And I mean, just call it like it is. Anything that goes against status quo, uh, there are those out there that will call it, label it anything besides what it is, truth. And y'all know me about labels. I try not to label much of it because I think that's just a way of destructing and throwing whatever's happening off track. I really do. It is what it is. That's that's where we are. that's where we live at, right? That, that that's where we are in this country right now. We have protests that still going on, even though they're not really um as they're not as large as they were because people had to go back to work. You know, which kind of helped out uh, with with the protests because people have to go to work. They're not going to risk their job to go out there and protest. Because they need the money, right? Yeah. Hmm. But change is going to happen. It's going to take a moment. It's not going to be overnight. It's not going to be, um, how can I put it, as um, 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 extreme as some think it is. But it's going to happen. It's, it's going to happen. And actually, you can say it's happening now because we have a new generation that is coming up and they're speaking their mind. They're letting it be known what they want. And they're not selling for um, past treatments. That's a great thing. That is a great thing. You know, and, and you know what else I find very um wonderful about this. They're not waiting on just one person to speak for them. That is wonderful. You know, a lot of times 
especially black community, we wait on that one so-called um, um, designated leader to speak for the whole group. I always hated that. Because it made it easy. You take that one person out and everything just dies out, basically. But with this generation coming up, that's not what happened. That's not what, what, what is happening. They're doing their thing. Now, do I um, condone some of the things that they're doing? No. I don't. But I do applaud them, the ones that's out there doing the right thing and speaking for the right thing. I do. I applaud them 100%. And I say keep it going. Because whether you're black, white, or Asian, Latino, Hispanic, whatever label you want to call yourself, I really don't care. If you really sit back and look, yes, some changes need to be done in this country. Now, what I may consider need to be changed, you may not consider that. That's fine. However, however, we can come to the table, sit down and discuss these things and find some common ground. We can do that. But you got to be willing to sit and listen. Leave your egos, emotions, and all that other stuff at the door and come in wanting to legitimately change some things. Flacquette says the vast majority of these protesters are paid agitators with the intent of ushering in socialism. Yeah, well, you know, you know, Flacquette, yeah, I've heard that, you know, and yeah, some of them were paid agitators. That is true. However, you know, every, see, once again, there you go. Everybody going to socialism, communism, um, what is the fascism, fascism, uh, you call all that. Because if you take a look at this, this, this so-called democracy that we have, you can find some of all that in, in, inside there, if you really want to think about it, if you look hard enough. So, I mean, yeah, but, you know, that's, that's like a... Um, non-factor at this point. It really is. It's, it's just another way of distracting or, or from what the main purpose is. Thus, as I said before, you always start that main purpose, and then you have the little branches that come off, which basically um, 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 destroys what the main pur- pur- purpose is because it has been branched out so much um, with feeder lines to where everybody's forgotten what the main purpose was. Which means you get all these little branches taken care of, but you still haven't taken care of what the main issue is. And of course, that's my opinion, okay? <laughs> that is my opinion. Oh, but I have seen it. I mean, it's happened on this show. Same thing. Start off with a topic, then we get to talking, and then we go to branch it off of everything else till we get to a point to we've forgotten what we've been to, the main topic we're talking about. Yeah. Old trick, old ploy, but it happens. It happens. And no one catches it to the end when it's too late to go back.
All right, let's see. I got some here that says, one of the problems is that no one can really agree on what common ground is due to the fact that everyone wants to bring their own agenda to the table as being the most important. Facts. Those are facts. I cannot just, those are facts. <laughs> Thank you. Those are, those are the facts right there. And the reason why, once again, because Everybody throw their little bit in, and then the branches start coming off and going to all. Then you have branches everywhere of what was the main topic, the main the main um, argument that never got resolved. But you got all the other stuff resolved. Hmm, interesting, very interesting. But that is true. That is so true. I cannot argue with that. Good point. Good point. All right, so let's see. We got about 13 minutes left. All right, y'all. So, like I said, it's open mic. Your last chance, 347-838-8622. Anything you want to say, you got to get in with the next five minutes. All right? We're going to shut it down. Um, but I do want to say I thank y'all for listening with me, hanging out with me today. It's been fun. I hadn't planned on doing a lot of talking. And honestly, I really didn't talk about anything that I planned to talk about today. I really didn't. Because at the last minute, I decided to make it an open mic. And at the last minute, I decided I didn't want to talk about William Barr. I didn't really want to talk about Trump. And I didn't really want to talk about coronavirus. I mean, I just didn't want to talk about it. I'm tired of talking about it. It's a conversation that we have daily, weekly, yeah, and it's, I'm not going to say it's old, but it's the same thing over and over again. It is. It's the same thing over and over again. So we still can have the conversation, but it just, you know, we're just not going to be falling for the same old nonsense. We know the DOJ now is corrupt as heck. That's why they fired the guy, the the, the prosecutor, the attorney general down in New York. You know, but it has backfired because the judges, the um, appeal court said, um, New, the state of New York can get the taxes of the president now. So, you know, we're going to see what happens with that. And, of course, that attorney general was also investigating Rudy Giuliani. And we know Rudy. You know, Rudy used to be, from what people say, well, a good mayor of New York. He got on Trump, and I don't know what happened. You know, he just went to the other side. Um, let's see, what else? Schools. The president says if schools don't open, you know, he's going to take money from them, what have you, which he can't do, but, hey, he can try. He can try. You know, that's another big issue right now, should schools reopen. But here's one, and y'all can think about this for the show next Monday. Should Police slash resource officers be placed back in schools if schools decide to open up. That's another thought. Would that be one way of defunding police? I don't know. We'll talk about that. Um, also, um, Epstein. Epstein, the lady that used to help Epstein get the young ladies to come to his beach houses and stuff like that, they finally arrested her. And I'm going to tell you something about that. You know, it's interesting that They've been looking for her for a couple of years now, and all of a sudden they find her in the United States at one of her, ho- her homes. 
Now, you know what that tells me? It tells me basically that she called them and said, look, I turn myself in, but y'all got to cut a deal. I give you some names and, and times and dates, and y'all cut me a deal. Y'all come get me. And I do believe she won't make it to trial. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there like that. She's, she's not good. If she does, I'll be surprised. I'm not going to tell you. I would be surprised. But I don't think she's going to make it to trial. She's going to kill herself, okay? That's what I'm saying. She's going to kill herself. We know what that means, but she's going to kill herself, okay? Um, Something else come up in the chat room real fast. Um, Yeah, that stuff get overwhelming. It just... It, what it it is what it is. Only God can see us through. We must trust and depend on Him and Him alone. No, there should not. They should not reopen at this time, especially in states where COVID cases are steadily increasing. Well, that's two that says that. So Beasley said that earlier today as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's interesting. Okay. Gotcha. Thank you there. All right. So nine minutes left. We're going to get on out of here. It's been fun. I gave you all some quick headlines. Oh, yes. I got the book that um, John Bolton wrote. You know, yeah. The Room Where It Happened. Um, I'm still in the process of reading it. Um, Some interesting things in there. Maybe when I finish reading it, we'll talk about it. Okay. But as of right now, from what I've read, it's not much that we didn't already know or suspect. Really. No, John Bolton basically went in. He put it, you know, he wanted the license. He he just didn't want to be a part of the team. He wanted the license. In other words, he wanted to run the show. So, ah, yeah. But, you know, there's mention of Henry Kissinger. You know, Henry Kissinger's been around a long time. Um, oh, man, it's, a, it's an interesting read. But we'll get to it eventually. Yeah, on one of the days, I feel like really getting deep into it. So, as I said, but basically from what I've read so far, it's not much that we didn't already know or suspect um, as far as the president or the administration. You know, just chaotic from the beginning. And it just snowballed, put it that way. It snowballed to where we are today. I know some of you may not agree with that. That's okay. I have no problem with that. Those are my opinions, of course. <laughs> you know, I have no problem with saying that. Okay, so anyway, what was that? Anyway, it's been fun. I want to thank everybody who stopped by today. Um, once again, we're gonna try and get back with you next Monday for another show. Um, with some another great, great, great information. With some more great information. Um, thank everybody who stopped by in the chat room. Who's on the switch in the, uh, the switchboard? Thank you as well. Just remember that, um, hey, in order to make things change, make things happen, we have to do it ourselves first. Make, you know, have a have change within ourselves first. Because if we don't change ourselves, then there's no way we're going to change anything else. All right? Because no one is perfect. Remember that. No one is perfect. And if you walk around thinking you're perfect, then you're probably the problem, not the solution. Oops. Okay. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Um, just remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, forgive with open heart, but make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at yourself. If you can laugh at yourself, everything else is groovy. 
and don't stop living. Okay, don't stop living. You know, right now we have to do it more cautiously, but that don't mean you have to stop. Remember that, okay? All right, so and I'm gonna take you out here with some with Mr. Jameson Ross again, the one, the only. You can find his music on any of the the music um, channels or you know uh, you know SoundCloud or whatever. Y'all know where you find music at. You can find Mr. Ross. And uh, y'all support this young man. He's doing wonderful things. And yeah, he's my nephew. But yeah. So we're going to let you listen to it. Call me once again. And I'll see y'all next Monday at 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern. This has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk, saying have a good one, y'all. See you later. Bye bye. I get that feeling when she calls me. Nothing but melodies on my mind Searching for a vibe Guess who rings my line If it was anyone else but you I would let it ring all day
Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC.